Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about well welcome along to two dinosaurs talking about a spaceship tonight aren't we we are yes um uh, if you could be a dinosaur which dinosaur would you be well everyone is going to say t-rex aren't they you know of course they are um i don't know um uh who was your favorite i quite like i quite like the stegosaurus yeah yeah, i was going to say that when i was a kid and i think it's because i had a I think it was a Britain's one. It was some, like some make of plastic dinosaur. It's quite, quite articulate, quite nice. Um, and I had a Stegosaurus, and I absolutely loved it. And that was always my favourite. Yep, yep. I've, of course, you know, you had the Airfix kits back then as well, didn't yes, you? There was yeah. a Triceratops, a Stegosaurus, and a T-Rex. And of course, they're completely uh, not, not like how paleontologists now see no. the, the dinosaurs to be but no i love it i i'll tell you what i especially like the 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 airfix uh, t-rex because when yes. 2000 ad came out i can remember gouging yeah. the eye out to make it old one eye, eye. yes uh, i love i love flash that was my Ooh, uh. strip. Ooh, uh. um, but yeah i i had the yeah i had the airfix kits I know, because back then, of course, you just make them up. You never painted them on anything. I just to slap them together and just use them as toys. Yes, well, that's what I did yeah. because I also I can remember when 2000 AD came out, gouging out the eye of the T Rex and also getting their little uh, OO scale cowboys. You know those waxy oh, plastic right, yes. ones, yeah. and 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 then staging flesh because I've got cowboys yeah. and a big dinosaur. See, it was a more innocent time, wasn't it? It was, it was. And now we're fast forwarding. You didn't need branded electronic toys, you just slap stuff together. Yep, yep, yep. And talking about things slapped together, let's talk about <laughs> this uh, this nice story. Name. Yes, and I, yes. I, I said, you know, I've, I've said before that this era of Doctor Who uh, was when I was getting hacked off with it, and some of the stories we're going to uh, cover I either never saw or gave it five minutes, gave up, went upstairs yeah. and had a bath. So had you seen this one? Because I know you didn't remember Well, I didn't it. remember it in the slightest, but as soon as it starts and it says, you know, Egypt, you know, yeah. 1334 BC. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, right. I, so I absolutely have never seen this story. How do you get on board, Doctor? Oh, I never talk about myself with a gun pointed at me. Let's talk about you, your cosy little craft embedded in a vast old ship. Very observant. I'm a Sagittarius. Probably. I'm transporting it to the Roxbourne Peninsula. Commerce colony. You're a trader. I search out opportunities for profit across the nine galaxies. Ah, the purple light. That's what it was. An IV system, identifying value, the database of everything across space and time, allocated a market value. Argos for the universe. You were trying to find out how much I'm worth. Would you like to know? You don't exist. It's never done that. That's me. Worthless. So when it starts, it says Egypt 1334 BC. Did you go, weren't dinosaurs before that? <laughs> oh, we, 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 we're, going with, uh, we're going with the creationist theories, are we? Oh, uh, yes. But then Nefertiti... Uh, yeah, comes around the corner with with the doctor coming on strong to the doctor um yeah and and then we cut again and we go to 2367 AD 
right? And Nefertiti is still with the Doctor. Yeah, so this this was sort of during the period when um, there was lots of implied adventures between stories, wasn't it? Doctor was out, he'd dumped the ponds, he'd gone off because they wanted to, for some reason, live a normal life. Um, so yeah, so there, it was always implied that between these stories he was off doing multiple adventures, which is good news for Big Finish. Mm, yeah. It means they could slot you know, stuff in, in between. Because yeah, you get the feeling Nefertiti had been travelling with him quite extensively, don't they? They don't, they don't seem to be people that have just met. Well, I would say that if she had changed her costume, but the fact that she's in 2367's wearing exactly the same clothes yeah. that we've just seen her in, you know, uh, 4,000 years before, I would say this is relatively shortly afterwards. Or she's a, a dirty person. Or, yes, yeah. She's not changed her clothes. <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, you know, if that is true, if there is this inference, yeah. you know, that he's had adventures, we just haven't seen them with other people... Would you call Nephi, as he calls her, um, a companion then? Can she be classed well, as a companion? I mean, it was it was bad enough in Classically, wasn't it, with the arguments over who's a companion. Is is Sarah Kingdom a companion? Uh, and it's even worse in New Who because there's lots of these sort of one-off people. But by all def- I suppose the only definition they wouldn't match is usually a companion is more than their introductory story, mm-hmm. must have travelled in the TARDIS, and there's some uh, some other factor that they say that's a companion. So I suppose they, they these people fail because there's only one episode that they're in on television. But it's implied again that that both Nefertiti and um, uh, Riddle have had adventures with the Doctor before. Neither of them show any surprise at the TARDIS no. or the fact that the Doctor's an alien or they're on. So yeah, I I think these people could could be classed as companions yes yes all right well there they are they're in like you know two three six seven and uh, you've got a a spaceship the size of canada approaching earth uh i preferred if they'd said spaceship the size of the battleship because i measure everything in battleships okay all right canada's are just a bit too big is it too big um i did i did quite like uh because they, they, they're walking over signs and it's got ISA. It's yes. Like, oh, they, they've done like a NASA thing, uh, like a, a Planet of the X answer. And, like and then it stands for Indian Space Agency. Yes, yes. So, we're, so at this point in time, India is the the world power. Yes, yeah. We've got to keep this on the um, on the Earth thing and just see if that is contradicted yes. at any, at, at any point. I imagine it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, and they're going to blow it up because it's not yes. it's not communicating. It's on a collision course with the Earth, um, and they're going to blow it up, and the Doctor says, hang on, and off he goes. Yes. And they go off to the African plains of yeah, 1902. 1902 and meet Riddle. Riddle, yeah. Who is, it, I mean, this is obviously meant to be Alan Quartermain, isn't it? This is, they obviously couldn't get the right, so I'm presuming. So they just went, well, let's... let's <coughs> Let's have him in all but name be Alan Quartermain. Would you um, think this riddle, his first name is Jimmy? Well, oh, it could be, yeah. He's, he's, just, he's, he's just Jimmy Riddle. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> it could be, yeah. Jim, Jimmy Riddle, that would be quite... I mean, I don't think that translates well outside of uh, Britain, does it? I don't think they have. Do we have many <coughs> non-UK listeners to this show? Oh, we must have. We must have one or two. If you're a non-UK listener, let us know on Facebook. Well, shall we and explain we can, uh, what a Jimmy Riddle is then? Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a wee wee. <laughs> yes, but why? So, where? where, where do, what is the origin of Jimmy Riddle? I've never thought about this before. Um, I don't know. Because I, it's I, the I, same I, as Piddle, isn't it? Piddle is to yes. have a P as well. I suppose it could be um, it could be Cockney Roman slang for Piddle, but then where did Piddle come from? Where did Piddle? You're looking it up now, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Come on, you... I'm just going to say, Jimmy Riddle. Let's have a look. What's the meaning of the phrase Jimmy Riddle? Let's have a look. Uh, urinate. Jimmy Riddle equals piddle. It's Cockney Roman slang. It does mean piddle. Yeah, but okay. what, what does piddle mean? It's okay. uh, a good, good, good yeah. question. Look, my uh, definition my search, of piddle. My search history is going to be uh, <laughs> terrible. Let's you are look. taking the piss now. What does piddle mean? Piddle mean. Okay. 
Uh, oh, so it looks like it's an old English word. Oh, good. We like a bit of old English. Oh, it means marsh or fen. Oh. Um, and it also in old English means farm at the stream that was used as a sewer. That's quite very specific, isn't it? So you go for a piddle. So, you yeah. literally go for a piddle. Yeah. You go to there for your piddle. So I suppose if, if it originally meant... Um, uh, marsh or fen, marsh being, I suppose, a boggy, wet area. Perhaps it, it just comes from that. So it's old English. It's amazing how many um, how many of our words we use are, yeah. end up being old English. Yeah, well, it's also you say you can go to the bog. Yes, you can go true. to the bog yeah, for a true, piddle. Yeah. There you go. You don't hear that much these days, do you? Bogs. What bog? No, yeah. no. I feel sorry for the youth of today. Yeah. No yeah. piddles, no bogs, no Jimmy riddles. No. Oh. Let's get back on track, shall we? Yes. Yeah, let's, let's get let's back go, to Jimmy. Get, get back to Jimmy. It's the um, bloke from Sherlock, isn't it? Uh, it is. It's Inspector Gregson. Right. right. Uh, from Sherlock. I mean, he's a good actor. And I remember the first time I watched this, I remember quite liking this character. But this time, he just annoyed me. He just annoyed me. He's, he's so heavily written as a sexist pig. It's not convincing, um, is it? No, no. It's like, it's it's quite heavy-handed. Done. And it's, it's one of those things where <clears throat> you sort of... You, you, I suppose you're meant to sort of, he's meant to have a twinkle in his eye and you're meant to go, ah, oh, he doesn't believe any of this. But then why put him? Because, you know, a, a person of his ilk from that time would believe this. Mm. Um, also, what was weird later on, they make a big thing out that he's this big game hunter. He's, he's brilliant, big game hunter. That's why the doctor's brought along. He's very, even though the doctor doesn't like guns and doesn't want him to shoot the dinosaurs, he's brought a big game hunter with him. Um, and then later on, we get this big scene where he's meant to show how amazing he is. And literally, he does about as well as a 12-year-old that's used to shooting on Call of Duty would do. He, he's pointless. Yeah. Um, why would the Doctor be friends with a great uh, a, you know, great white hunter, a, a game hunter? Well, <coughs> hang on. I'm, 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 going, I'm going forward to my behind-the-scenes there. It says, where is it? Da-da-da-da. Chris Chibnall intended Riddle to have once saved the life of the Doctor, who was now doing him a favour because Riddle was fated to die the day after he was collected from the African plains. Both these references were eventually deleted during editing. Oh, right. Oh, so he, when he took him back, he was meant to He was die meant to the die day. the next day, yes. Oh, right. I thought you meant the Doctor had saved him because surely wouldn't those bloody Reapers turn up and... I don't know. But uh, oh, you <laughs> oh no, I don't want to go back to that one. Um, no. But no, I think you know the the, the actual notion, uh, uh, as you say, of like an Alan Quatermain would have been much better. I'm, I'm especially thinking if it was Brian Blessed when yeah. in the Disney Tarzan, uh, you know, he's the bad guy in the yeah. Disney cartoon Tarzan, and yeah, something like that. You would believe that he's a big game hunter. You would believe that he's this, you know. Uh, misogynist, you yeah. know, uh, more than what we get with Jimmy here. Yeah, this it doesn't quite... I mean, like I say, he's a good actor. I like him. I, he's good in Sherlock. Um, <clears throat> but he doesn't quite fit this no. definition of a character. I think, like... Because it's, it's very similar to Sean Connery in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But I think Connery pulls it off because it's Connery and he has got that twinkle and you're going... Oh. But yeah, he d I don't know. He just doesn't quite work for me this one. Whereas I thought the 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 actress playing Nefertiti was really good. I she was excellent. Good yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was excellent. I'll tell you who's not excellent. Um, and I've written it down. It's like, oh no, that not funny bloke. The the guy playing Rory's dad. Oh, Brian. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's off the fast show. Yeah, and I've never yeah. found him in the slightest funny. A bit uh, like <coughs> Michael McIntyre. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, it's like I'm, I'm just left yeah. cold by him. I don't, I don't mind him, but I, I get the feeling that they thought just his presence would be comedy gold, and it's not. And again, a lot of a lot of the stuff he does is a bit off. It's weird that he's sort of written as a prototype um, Graham, isn't he? Yes. So yeah. Shouldn't have had this in mind as sort of a. I quite like the idea of an older companion, and you know, a bit wiser, a bit thing, and. Yeah, he doesn't quite work, though. <laughs> he's not as funny. He's got no real funny lines. Um, he reminded me very much of, um, you know, on the, uh, the the mummy on the Orient Express one, mm -hmm. of, of uh, the other comedian. Um, oh, Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. But Frank Skinner, 
has sort of this charm to him. Mm. Whereas, like, yeah, I agree. This 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 actor, yeah, he's. I don't know. Every time I see him, I just expect him to to do fast show stuff. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the thing. On the fast show, he's with Paul Whitehouse. Yeah. Who is much funnier. Yes. I wonder if mm. they tried to get Paul Whitehouse. Um, the other the other I think standout in this, and I think we've said this before, is um, is Rory. What a great. Mm. I mean, Arthur Darwin is is like out acts everyone in this story. He's he's really good. It's wasted, really. It? It, it is strange to watch a brand new story that I've never seen yeah. before. Um, I don't know where this slots in in continuity and everything, but it's good to have the ponds back. Yes. Um, although this story, in it's this, very lightweight, isn't it? Not much actually happens no, this in is, this. Well, th- as I said last week, this is the very definition of the uh, round table where they go, episode titles, you, episode title, you, episode title, and someone goes, dinosaurs on a spaceship, and they go, brilliant. Yeah. It's the old, it's the old hammer thing, isn't it, of making the poster and then making, yeah. doing a film around it. I, I, I would put money on that the episode title came first, um, and then they went, oh, okay, what story can we do? And it extrapolated from there because yeah, not not much happens in this story, um, but it's it's chock full of, of, <laughs> in air quotation marks, comedy gold scenes, <laughs> which obviously probably played much funnier. When they were doing them, then then came off. One one thing that I thought was um, sort of came off better than I remembered was weirdly the CGI. I don't think the CGI has aged that badly. No, um, you know, I mean, last week we had the Wasp, didn't we? And the week yes, before that yeah. we had the Reapers. But these are miles above those two. Yeah. Yeah. What what I didn't like is because um, when it, when he goes and picks up the the ponds. Um, I quite like the bit, you know, you have day at the store and it's like it's been 10 months. But then, for some reason, Matt Smith seems to, from that point, for about the next 20 minutes, go into kooky Matt Smith mm. mode. Uh, even to the point where the music is like, carry on the stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh. But then like, about, about so I suppose when he meets our our character we're talking about... Um, he, sw- he turns it round. He's such a good actor. He turns it round, and it's like, oh, we're serious, Doctor. Brilliant. And I, I loved his character from that point on. But this beginning bit, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit kooky. Yeah, this it. whole. Only word. I mean, he says the title. He says dinosaurs on yeah. a spaceship just before the titles start. Um, yeah. I don't remember these titles. Why, why, why have we got thunder and lightning in the time vortex uh, during the I, opening I, credits? It's something to do with the arc, isn't it? Isn't there? Because we have we what, gone, Noah's yeah, we've gone past Amy's crack, haven't we? We've gone past that story. Yeah, right? we've explored her crack. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't any, there wasn't any lightning in her. We in delved into crack, that one already. We did, yes. <laughs> Just getting worse. Isn't it? <laughs> um, I can't even remember what the was this the eye patch storyline. I had to be honest. I I really I, I, I can't remember any of these arcs. Just well, that's the problem because we yeah. we we just we're cherry picking yeah. stories, aren't we? We're not going linear in this, and that's no, the problem. No, and this this is quite a good one for that, really, because it is a standalone, and it's it's a bit of it's a bit like um, the Wasp one, isn't it? It's a bit of fluff. It's a bit of. What you were saying, yeah, I mean, I think this is a comedy as well. Yes, but it's yeah. not as accomplished as last no, week's. No, it's not. It's not. They've gone comedy slapstick. Buying, eh, someone's going to fall over. Um, whereas last week they went comedy, uh, sophisticated, fast, 1920s works. Yeah, certain scenes in this work very well, um, but other stuff just left me cold. Um, and it, it's sort of it's a weird game of two halves. This one, I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed. I sat and happily watched it. It's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't irritated by it yeah. at all. Um, uh, there's head scratching moments. I'm like, you know, if you have got an engine room that's, you know, where you're using water power, why do you have to, you know, create a beach for it and, yeah, and, that, and stuff? What's that, that all about? That, again, I think speaks of, of round table writing, doesn't it? It's like, um, oh, we can go go and film on the beach. Yeah, but how can we go to the beach on the spaceship? Oh, we can have it water. I th- I don't think there's any any real thought. I don't think this is a story anyone was dying to tell, is it? This is a <laughs> no. this is a pure bit of filler. It is fluff, um, isn't it? it? 
barely hangs together. It's got enough plot to barely hang together without thinking too much. But yeah, if you wrote it down, what happens? Um, it, it's 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 utter nonsense. The only the only sort of one of the saving graces on it is some some of the lines, which I, I presume is Chibnall's, because he he's really good at doing Buffy-esque style lines, much better I think than Stephen Moffat mm. was. And and there's some really crackers in it, but it's just it's throwaway stuff like where um, one of them goes, "Oh, thank you, Arthur C. Clarke," and it's like, yeah, chuckle like that. I quite like that sort of style of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I say, Arthur Darville is. Uh, it, it, I could just watch him doing anything. I think he's such a good actor. Um, yeah, and old Karen there, she's yeah. not mooning for the and pining yeah. for the Doctor, so she's all right. She's, yeah, she's really good, and she pairs up really nicely with Nefertiti. Yes, I yeah. think um, I could I could stand to watch more adventures with them too. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I mean, she's I gone. She's gone. Uh, Hollywood, hasn't she? So I don't think it's going to. No, exactly. I, don't, I, I think she's going to the um, the Wales Comic Con, which laughably they still think is going to be held in. When is it November. due to start? Well, November. It's like it's not going to happen, is it? Well, I don't know. Would you or, want to be? Oh, I wouldn't. No. no. <laughs> well, unless we're in costume, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. If it's the ideal time to wear a full spacesuit, really. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, one of these moments, another head-scratching yes. moment, is when you've got, you know, Jimmy and Nephi and Amy, you know, they're all standing around talking about, you know, Nephi and yeah. stuff like that, and then they realise something's snoring. Oh, yeah, I've got this in my notes. How did they not know? They are standing <coughs> between... Yeah. The, the, the T-Rex is between them, you know, yeah. and they I haven't mean, know, spotted it. I know we often say that no-one's got peripheral vision, but this was a particularly sort of... What? Yep. You know, and it's not like they're even engaged in a, a particularly riveting conversation where they might be, you know, at least at least you'd have someone backing into the room at that point, wouldn't you? Which again is annoying, but at least can do it. But yeah, they they walk in and it's like they two of them must have stepped over this thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like what? That's a bit dark. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So there's a a, a very small T Rex. Yes. Um, Asleep on the floor. Yes. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how these um, these dinosaurs. Because I mean, later on we we find out why why the bad guy is here. But why why are all the dinosaurs just running loose? That is my question here. Why yeah. why are they doing it? I mean, yeah. that later on we find out that you know our adversary of the week you know took the Silurians out of their you know uh, deep sleep freeze. And ejected yeah. them into space. Were all the dinosaurs asleep then, or have there always been dinosaurs for millions of years on this spaceship? Um, I, well, I, I presume they were in deep sleep. But then, why didn't he leave them in deep sleep? Because that's got to be easier to sell and transport. Yeah, you got bloody great dinosaurs clomping around. Yeah. I know they're not on his spaceship, but uh, you no, know, and this but... other spaceship is the size of Canada. Um, yeah. But. Oof. There's, there's another question for you. This spaceship is Silurian, right? Yes. So therefore it was built on Earth in the time of the Silurians, yes? Yes. But it's the size of Canada. Yeah. So where do you build a spaceship well, on Earth that's the size of a country? Well, they, these aren't the Silurians that we we know and are familiar with, are they? Because nothing, nothing in the Silurians or the Sea Devils suggest that they were a space-faring race. Exactly. So they must have built this spaceship, this Ark, on Earth and then launched it. Yeah. Um, It's it's a bit silly. Again, I I would put money on it if you could, like, if there was CCTV footage of the script conferences, this is, again, sort of, okay, guys, we've got dinosaurs on this spaceship. What's this spaceship here for? Oh, I don't know. Um, what dinosaurs? Oh, it can't be Operation Golden Age. You know, that was terrible. Oh, Silurians. They're, they're sort of dinosaurish, aren't we? And we've still got a mask left. Uh, and that's, I, I guarantee you, there's no thought put into this. No one said, I want to tell the story of the Silurian bee arc. And, mm. and it's, this, is, this is purely um, make it up as you go along. Yeah. Scripting, I, I would say. Yeah, because why why take the dinosaurs with you? If you're going up, yeah. you know, off into space until, you know, the Earth is made safe and they can return, you know, it, 
all the Silurians are, are in Cairo sleep, aren't they? Yeah. Well, so it's why, not like you why, need meat. Yeah, but why? Why did they? Use, why did they make all these underground shelters and an ark? Why didn't they all just get on the ark? Why? Uh, mm. It's all. It's all a, a little bit silly. Unless this is. Um, so I can't remember whether this is after uh, the Doctor rebooted the universe and changed everything. So it could be that we're no, it might be that. the alternate timeline now. Um, but I'll tell you what, what another thing that, uh, that, that happens shortly that, again, is, probably seemed a really good idea at the time was having Mitchell and Webb voice the robots. Oh... Yeah, I've got this That's next. That's a misstep, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I love Mitchell and Webb, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I think in Mitchell, Mitchell and Webb programs. Yeah, but this is this is just embarrassingly bad. It is very bad. I wasn't yeah. prepared for this. I, I saw the robots. I it's all their nice design yeah. robots. They haven't really got faces. There's something odd going on where their head should be. But yeah. and, and it's like, that's Mitchell and Webb. And boy, that joke ran... Out uh, really fast, didn't they? Like within one line. I, I'd forgotten. I'd completely forgotten that they were in it. And then um, you heard the voices, and it's like, oh no, it's this. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and it was, I remember them from, from originally after that being terrible, and they've not aged any better. See, I, I'm new to it, not, and, and immediately funny, it's it? like, no, yeah, you know, it's rubbish. I'll tell you what's rubbish this is, as well. This is the equivalent of. Um, Having Hale and Pace in. Yes. In yeah, universe, yeah, yeah. This is new Who's yeah. Hale and Pace, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Also rubbish, can I say, is the bit with the Triceratops. Um, have you got any vegetables in your trousers? Uh -huh. Only, my, only ball. my ball. See, that's yeah. not the same level humour of last week, is it? It also doesn't really make any sense. So no. again, I would put money on that they thought of that joke and then tried to justify it. Because... It goes, oh, it's after some vegetable matter. And he goes, oh, uh, only my ball. I've got two golf balls, so it might have grass still on them. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. That's what you're going with? That's it, you know. So so that would lead me to suspect that these dinosaurs have been asleep because that triceratops yes. remembers the smell of grass. Yes. Right? Also if, presumably hungry. And hungry. Yeah. Those, yeah, those dinosaurs, right... Fine if you're a raptor or a T-Rex, you've yeah. got a food supply. But what the bloody hell are all the, you know, plant eaters eating? Well, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why this spaceship has got um, dirt on the floor. Mm. Um, so presume, perhaps it, on one of the decks is like a hydroponics place. Okay. I mean, they've got an ocean, so... Well, if it hasn't, you know, and they haven't been asleep all this time, for 65 million years they've been trundling around in there. Two, two questions on that. Why isn't the whole place covered in shit? And the yeah. second thing, why haven't the dinosaurs evolved in 65 million years? Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I don't... I, I think they've only recently been woken up. I think that's the only explanation. All right. Otherwise, you're right. You would be, you would be knee-deep in dinosaur poopy. Yeah. And... Uh, Presumably some form of uh, evolution would have happened. Yes, yeah. <coughs> and if they have not long been woken up, they're hungry. That's why the very first dinosaurs we see, those Ankylosauruses, are plant eaters. But they seem to be in a bad mood. So you yes. would be in a bad mood if you're hungry. I, I'm not entirely sure how those Ankylosauruses could operate a lift either. <laughs> yes. Why did they come out of a lift? I don't know. No, no. Um, oh, uh, Amy's good in this. I like Amy operating yes. the, uh, um, you know, the ship's records. Yeah, uh, I like a bit of proactivity, and I like it that she goes, uh, I've travelled with the Doctor enough to, to learn that when you come into a room, start pressing buttons. Yeah. And it's good. It's good stuff, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's, she's very good. Yeah, and she, and she works it out. Thing. Yeah, she, um, yes. And, and she asks the computer, show, show all the, you know, Silurians on board. There are no Sil Silurians on board. Um, and that the ship has been boarded before. We find out yes. that the ship's been boarded. And that's about the same time the Doctor figures all this yes. out, because that's when he meets Solomon, doesn't he? Yeah, we, we meet Solomon, and... Um the, the, the level of acting goes up several yes. notches. Um, uh, yeah, it, uh, I'd, I'd forgotten... Because I, when I first watched this, I thought, oh, they've not really used him very well, so they slight this character. But actually, on the rewatch, it's um, it's a really good character. It's thoroughly enjoyed. He's a bit... He's doing his Waldo Frey from 
Game of Thrones acting. Mm. Um, but I, I think this is really nice that the Doctor's come up against someone that is t- has no morals, and the Doctor's normal way of battling them to get them to see it just doesn't work. Yeah. And doesn't I, work at no. all. And I also like the misdirection, because when he first, you know, hears the others saying about the doctor he's like well yes. bring him to me yeah. and it's like oh this I, I i was totally convinced that these two had met before yeah i i i thought that even this time i thought oh have they met before have they miss and then no it's really clever that no he that, just wants a doctor yeah because the audience would be primed to that because everyone the doctor meets has had a previous adventure with him so yep. it's, a, it's a nice bit of uh, bait and switch isn't it it's like yeah, he just—he's just heard the word doctor, and he's—he's he's been attacked by two velociraptors, um, presumably recently. Because mm. um, I, d- I doubt he's been laying there for long. <laughs> um, which again un- under underlines why you probably shouldn't have thawed the dinosaurs out. No, no. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he—he he does. He—he he, he wants to fix him. The doctor tries calling his bluff, but that don't work, and uh, and so he gets. Um, um, you know the uh, uh, one of the robots to shoot Rory's dad, and I've written it down. Crap lines. I'm so scared. A little bit of oil came out. I mean, it's not yeah. subtle. The oh. comedy in this, is it? No, it's not. It's not subtle at all. It's it's not funny though. That's the trouble. If if it was funny, because I mean, I you know we we love a carry on, and um, I mean that's not subtle, but it's at least funny. Yeah. Whereas this is is not funny at all. Right, it's and they, they sort of try and cover it up by going, "Oh, these robots are weird, aren't they?" No, they're just badly written. Yeah, yeah. So this Solomon, then that's all we yes. know him as Solomon. We don't know any yes. surname, but he 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 says he's a trader, doesn't he? But basically, yeah. he's a pirate. Um, he's a pirate. So he he there's evidently there's a database that lists the value of everything in the universe, mm-hmm. which the Doctor describes as Argos. For the, um, universe. for the universe, that's a bad um, line. So what he does is he he goes looking for stuff that's worth a lot and then sells it to the highest bidder. Um, and I, I was thinking, is this some? Is this like a uh, an anti-capitalism type character? I mean, it's it's so weirdly subtle that it I don't know. It just be could could be a sort of that we're reading into that. It could be just a nasty bit of work. But yeah, he's a he's a. He's a salvager stroke, trader stroke, you know, he's a, he's sort of a Ferengi, really. Yeah. But but I do like the fact that he's totally um, amoral, isn't he? He's yes, got, yeah, in this lightweight bit of yeah. fluff. Yeah, it's surprisingly hard-hitting. This he's character. quite grim and dark, yeah. isn't he? Yes. Yeah, and I I mean, David Bradley's brilliant. I, yeah, could, again, could just watch him doing anything. And he he really grasps it. And it's it's very slight, isn't it? Because you you meet him and you think, oh, there's only like ten minutes left. What's going on? Um, but yeah, he's he's good. He's watchable, and I do like the fact that he immediately knows the way to manipulate the doctor. Yep. You know this this is very reminiscent of of the cyber leader in Earthshock threatening Tegan, but he takes it to the next level because there's no. It's not. It's not the old threaten and then back off. He just has Rory's dad shot. Yes. And yeah. It's like, I'll shoot the other one. I'll shoot. I'll shoot everyone that you know, unless you have. Um, and the doctor's normal way of sort of getting around it just doesn't work. It's no. It's really cleverly done. Yeah, and and we find out at that point that yeah, when he he chanced upon this ship, he came aboard. He and for some reason he instead of just like you know, leaving them frozen, he decides to wake them up in yeah. batches. And then push them out of an airlock. And then or push them out of an airlock. to push them out Yes, of an yes. Now, this is the size of Canada. And didn't they, did they say there was something, there was originally 4,000, I can't remember how many they said, but they, there was a, a very large number of Silurians on yes. board originally. Um, and they pushed them out in airlock in, what, batches of five or six. How long did this take? <laughs> how old Leave is this frozen? Solomon? Yeah. Because he says, he goes, um, I'm taking the ship back to Earth and we needed to get rid of the Silurians. Why not sell them as well? Yes, yeah. You know, other than the fact we couldn't afford any more masks. Yeah, you've only got that um, one mask on a monitor, haven't you? One. Yeah, it's like, oh, cover it up, we don't need to blend it in very well. Um, what's really weird as well is, uh, as soon as, like, as I mentioned earlier, as soon as Matt Smith meets 
um, this character. Matt Smith's acting goes up a couple of notches. Mm. Um, and I know we, we've sort of noticed this before where like Tom Baker would would up his game if he was playing off against someone that was really good. And I think Matt Smith's a bit the same. Because mm. um, the, the kookiness immediately gone. Yeah. You know. And that continues for the rest of the story because when he has yes. that moment with Amy when she says, well, you, you've been gone 10 months and everything, you know, and they have that little moment about who's going to outlast the other, you know, that's really yeah. nice as well. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's dark, isn't it? It's, I, like, I like this. Chibnall's definitely got a dark streak, which works really well in uh, Torchwood. Um, and I think it works really well in, in you know, the, the show as it is now. Mm. Um but he's definitely not a plotter. His plots are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they just, you know, I mean, to- a lot of the tortured stuff is, is almost unwatchable for the plot. You're just watching it for the characters and the actors. And, um, yeah, he's not, it, it feels like he, I don't know, I, I wonder if he should be a script editor rather than yeah. Yeah. a writer. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, from, from here on in, you know, you've got good acting moments throughout yes, it yeah. still doesn't make any sense I mean you've got oh, no. you've got all the bollocks up riding the t- uh, triceratops um, but, uh, and that, that's right the earth has uh, launched the missiles hasn't it yes yeah so the uh, the Indian Space Agency launch even though the doctor says I've got other plans and we can turn it around they're like nah we're going to blow it up yeah it's what we do yeah you know. um, it's, a, it's a shame the uh the Earth defences in Earthshock weren't as... Um, yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah. And, and Solomon is saying he's going to kill everyone. Everyone on, on that ship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, um, if the Doctor or Nefertiti doesn't give herself up. He wants Nefertiti. Yeah. He's yeah, scanned so he's, her, he's, hasn't he? Exactly, yeah. He's, he's scanned... Because at first you think it's going to be the TARDIS, don't you? He's like, you've brought something on board my ship that's worth more than Earth. And you think, oh, he's after the TARDIS. Oh, okay. And then he says, no, it's Nefertiti. He's scanned all the companions, and Nefertiti's worth the most. Mm. Um, in, again, interesting that there's no there's no surprise at time travel in this one. Like the, the ISA doesn't. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The Solomon doesn't. No. no. It's How like, the bloody no. hell have you got Nefertiti? Yeah. Hmm. It's just straight away he, he, he accepts that that is Nefertiti, and that... Yeah, she's here. She's on. She's on board the spaceship with dinosaurs. It's like, yeah, is Solomon from Earth? I don't know. I don't, it, it doesn't they say. They never say anything about where he's It'd from. It'd be great. If, wouldn't it been great if he'd have been a rogue time lord. Mm. That's why he's not surprised. Yeah. Um, that would have been good. Um, but yeah, I, I like this again. He he's used this once on the Doctor, and the Doctor's like, nope, I, I'm never going to let her go. Uh, I mean, he was a bit more protective of her than he was of Rory's dad. Yes. I'd be a bit miffed if I was Rory's dad. Um, and but then he go, he gets the robots to kill the the puppet dinosaur. Yes. The Triceratops, um, which is, I mean, it's it is quite it's quite dark and emotional for. I can imagine a lot of kids watching this. Yeah. Going, yeah. Because because you you get that moment when normally the Doctor would whip out the sonic and cure the thing no it's dead yeah and basically the doctor at that point is like you're you know I'm, you're gonna die basically i'm gonna end up killing you for this um yeah it's it's it's, it's such a weird turn from the nonsense we had at the beginning you know the the light fluffy yeah stuff i, I, um, I was a bit taken aback by it in that um you know nefertiti she says she'll go yeah. She agrees to go. And yeah, Solomon's a really good character because that's that's what anyone would do, isn't it? Yeah. You get this in a lot of films where someone's being threatened and they go, you know, now I'm I, we're gonna risk the lives of a hundred people to protect this one person. In real life they go, No, just hand me over. It's yeah, you know, it's not worth it's not worth you taking the risk. Right. But I'll tell you what surprised me about that is um, you know, that line from Solomon about the whole I'm gonna enjoy breaking you in. Yeah, it's a bit bit pervy there. Mm, mm. Again, very, very uh Walder Freyish uh, character. Um I, I, I imagine I'm trying to think when Game of Thrones started. Probably would have been about the same time, so I don't know which came first, this or no. I think he did his, this first. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Because it's very similar. Yes. Um, but yeah, the, so the 
the the robots end up getting killed, hurrah! Uh, but then they they throw in a, a sort of a where they're singing Daisy Daisy, which yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. Well, that, other that, than it's yeah, that it's a, it's a stupid yeah, it's a stupid yeah. reference. Yeah, uh, I tell you what's stupid as well is this whole um, Solomon hasn't been able to. Um, pilot the ship because for some reason you need two pilots that are genetically, yeah, genetically similar and the doctor yeah. mentions this and hasn't figured out you know <laughs> that yeah, this, rory this has his I father mean, this, there this is silly on several levels because why would a silurian ship i mean a why would it why would it require genetically uh related uh pilots that makes that makes sense why does the ship accept human genetics rather than mm, yeah. When If you go to that effort, wouldn't you have it where it, you go, why would... Because remember at this point, the Silurians thought, you know, human ancestors were just, you know... Like they're, they're apes, apes, weren't they? basically, yeah. 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 So what, why, would, why would you put a security system in that will go, oh, okay, they're apes, but yeah, they're, they're related, so that's good enough. Mm. Then you've got the fact that the doctor doesn't realise, and it takes Rory to point out. Me and my dad has got the same genetics, and the doctor's like, "Of course," <laughs> which is a bit undermining the doctor's. Uh, you know, perhaps he's worried about Nefertiti. And then you've got the thing of, they just sit there and they can happily pilot this. Yes, with no training, you know, no instruction, no training whatsoever. Um, and we we've ascertained already that Rory's dad is a bit of a an idiot. Yeah, Rory's not the most capable of people. Yeah, but it's not even like the doctor gives them much instruction or anything, is it? No. It's like, and they can yeah, fly a spaceship yeah. the size of Canada. Yep. Mm. All a bit silly. Yeah, all a bit silly. Um, and then we've got uh, Nefertiti best in Solomon. Yes. Um, and and Solomon's ship blowing up. Yeah. So yeah. So Nefertiti gets a drop on Solomon, which is not surprising really. I mean, he's quite an old man, um, and she's a good character. And then the doctor sort of comes in, beams in, whatever he appears, and he's like, uh, "I can use your ship because because the missiles are not locking on the size of Canada spaceship; they're locking <laughs> on the signal generated by this small box." That makes no sense. Why would you? What? How does what? How does he know this? How are they locking this? onto a Silurian signal? Just aim at the bloody thing the size of Canada, surely. Yeah. Um, but no, they're locked on. So he right. Again, I don't. I think it's quite clever that that he's got no option but to kill Solomon. But it's very undoctor-like. It is, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's very undoctor-like. He just—it's not even like he doesn't even offer him a you know a way because he's begging on the floor. So you know, I'll, I'll change my ways. I think it's doctor. Now nah, you can die. Mm. Shoots him off, and that's it. He gets blown up. Yep. With nary a worry about him. And that's him uh, done and gone. Uh, and gone. And I thought that was the end. But then we've got we got Rory's dad having a cup of tea and a sandwich, yeah. sitting on the edge of the TARDIS, watching the Earth. This makes no sense either, because he goes, "So the, you've, this is a time machine." And then it cuts. And it's like, "What's that got to do with a time machine?" It, it's, surely you'd have been better off saying, "This is a spaceship." Yeah. Yeah, it makes no, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And yeah, so he's he's sat there. Having his picnic lunch. So, um, did they go back to their house, pick up a picnic lunch, come uh, back? Or Where did that picnic lunch come from? In the kitchen, the TARDIS kitchen. TARDIS I don't know. Kitchen? Well, it's probably got one. I there, don't know. Um, yeah, he's dropped off a Nefertiti and uh, Jimmy. Middle, Jimmy. Um, with with again nary a worry about uh, the timeline as being. Yeah, no, Splattered. no reapers have turned up. No, no reapers turned up. Obviously, not a fixed point in time. No, um, he's no worry that Nefertiti will cause any trouble on modern Earth, or anyone might question it. Yeah, it's all a bit strange. Makes even less sense if you, if the original idea was that that day uh, Riddle gets killed, because it's like I'm going to leave Nefertiti with him, and she can watch him die, mm. unless mm. she killed him. <laughs> so this was all predestined all yeah, along all yeah the doctor ended up having him killed because uh, he left Nefertiti and she got fed up with it alright could um, be that because that's the other thing isn't it he, he keeps making these sexist horrendous comments 
and you're me- and yet you're meant to think that Nefertiti falls for him. Anyway. She's warming to him. So yeah, spear in his throat. Oh dear. Uh, my last question to do with this uh, yeah. story is: What happened to the Canada-sized spaceship full of dinosaurs? I don't know. Is that still in that year, whatever year that was? Um, and you know they've been brought down to the Earth, and now the Earth has now got dinosaurs again. Who knows? Because uh, the the alternative is the Doctor just let the ship go on, and they all starved to death about a month later. Yeah, that's nice of him as well. Yeah, it just mm. ended with one big fat T Rex that let all the rest that died <laughs> shortly afterwards. Anyway, um, mm. we not to think, hey, this is an absolute filler bit of fluff. It is a bit of fluff. It is, and it's entertaining enough. It's insane, yeah, I, en- I enjoyed it. Uh, after so many stories and episodes that we were tearing our hair out, I think, um, I mean, it, this is sort of the levels that we've come to, and it is that as long as it's entertaining enough, that's that's the lower bar that we've set for for New Who. Yeah. As long, it, as, as, long as it entertains us. It's a shame, really, that, you know, the Reapers won, you know, the Ninth Doctor won, we didn't enjoy so much because no. it would be nice to have a, a home run of new who yeah, where yeah. how many weeks in a row can we go where we're really enjoying it because we enjoyed last week's didn't yes. we yeah, we've we enjoyed, enjoyed this week's, week's. we'll find out week. about we'll find the out. week after yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think they could have left solomon alive as well because i he could have been a good character ah to come back but he could have done a davros he could have done an emperor That's from true, star yeah. wars and you know he ejected at the last minute yeah. you know yeah. I mean, they, 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 I suppose they couldn't because he ends up playing um, the first Doctor, so that would have been a bit weird. That goes against him being a rogue Time Lord as well, That's doesn't true. it, really? Yeah. All right. Well, our Earth date thing, we, we, we've we got, got a number several, of dates. Yeah, yeah. So if we've got uh, 1334 BC, Egypt, yes? Is that our earliest? No, because we we've done the start of time, haven't we? Oh, no, 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 we're not that far off. We're only a, th- only a thousand years before that. We had the first Doctor in Egypt for the Dalek Master Plan. Oh, right, wow. You know? So that's good. That was the year 2500 BC. And this is the year 1334 BC. Right, okay. All right. Uh, the next one is the year 2367, where most of it takes place. And that... The nearest one to that is the year 2300, right? Oh, close. It's close. It's only 67 years away. Um, and But we don't know just, just where on the planet is. That's the twin dilemma. Oh, right. Took Which place sort of, six year, to could, 67 years yeah. before. That could sort of fit, isn't it? We've got a, you've, you've got a worldwide police force. You've got yep. One world government. Yeah. Okay. Good sort of fit. And then we've got 1902, right, on the African Plains, yes? Yes. Which is pretty much, we don't know specifically, all we know is it's the early 1900s, but that's where the horror of Fang Rock takes place. Pretty much exactly the same time as this. Yeah, Yeah, and then we've got to kind (laughs) of like assume it's the 2010s for the, uh, the start of it, and what we got in 2010 well we got the 11th doctor in ledworth uh briefly for the vampires of venice so it's sort yeah. of around that Which, time yeah, it's going to be that because he this is a bit bit like most modern who and it's like we've got the rose stories all going to be in they're all clumped together to yeah six yeah yeah all right so that's that so if we if we uh just think about solomon right yes what do you think design wise for um, solomon i, I like I liked his costume. Um, I thought it was very good. I, I like his look. Yeah, I, I think he's all right. I mean, it's nothing remarkable, but it, it work. You don't look and go, oh, oh dear, that's silly. It sort of works. Um, so I, I'll give him a, a respectable six point five. <laughs> Again, why haven't I got my camera? That's exactly what I've Is got. It? Yeah, oh, right. yeah. I like the scars on his face. I like his yeah. odd. Uh, uh, walking sticks that he's got yes, where they, they really kind of like yeah. they, they go up his forearms don't yeah. they you know alright so six and a half it is for design I've got a feeling you might go a bit higher on effectiveness yeah I, I'm going to I'm going to go because I really enjoyed this character and I think that's a lot to do with the actor um, and he does come across as, as very 
that the Doctor can't combat this guy because he is amoral. Um, so I'm going to give him. Uh, I'm going to go one whole point higher and give him seven and a half. <laughs> I've bumped him up a point as well. Exactly really? the same. So Carl, you and I are as one, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Well. Okay. It's easy for you to work out this one. Well, yeah. He gets a seven. Then he has an adversary yeah. level of a seven. Let's see I where he very is. Fair, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is sharing a caravan. Oh, oh blimey! Right. So he he's there with the old um, Chow Main monster, monster, the Axon monster, oh, okay. yeah. right? Then we've got... Now, who are these? I can't remember now. That's Saturn... Saturnians. Oh, that, isn't that the... That's the vampires in Venice. It is, isn't it? It's the, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's the watery the ladies. Yeah. Yes. So, he's there with the fishy ladies. Uh, Tim Shaw. Oh, right. Okay. And Sontaran Strax. So, he's, so he's literally in a new... Who, oh, no, apart from the accents, he's in a new Who caravan. He's in charge, I reckon, in, in I that caravan. Running that, yeah. No, no, yeah. He, he, he's gonna, he's gonna be top well, he dog could, there. If he, he cuts up the axon, the noodly, vegetably axon, he cuts up the fish creatures. He's got sushi. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So on behind the scenes. Yeah. Right. The quote says that Stephen Moffat said that putting dinosaurs on a spaceship was the secret of success. I'm guessing that means oh, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mm. I, I, yeah, I, I still reckon that they, they very rapidly decided there was no uh, leg room in that. No, no, he's. It was his suggestion that the, yes. the spaceship was Silurian, right? Oh, right. Okay. And Chris Chibnall had already written the Return of the Silurians for the Hungry Earth and Cold Blood. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And he thought that was quite nice that you can have Silur Silurians in it, but it's not really about them, is it? No, 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 it's very, I mean, like, so you could take them out and it wouldn't make any difference to it. Yeah. Another quote, Chris Chibnall suggested that included a, and this is in, in quote, bonkers gang of characters picked from around time and space. He felt that Doctor Who could have collisions of characters that no other show in the world can do, and that it was about finding a disparate group of characters who would bounce off each other. I mean, that's... I agree with that sentiment that it's stuff that no other show than Doctor Who can do, but you've got to do it so that it works. It's no just it's no good just having it for the sake of it. This is this is the let's kill Hitler thing all over again, isn't it? Yeah. Or is this yeah. before it? I don't know. Um yeah, it's the the wacky idea and then think of how you use it. And how you what, go about what, it. Yeah, and what should happen is you go, Okay, I've got this character and this character from different time periods and wouldn't it be good if they went together for this reason, not backwards. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, Nephi's decision not to return to her own time fits in with historical records because right. there's absolutely no uh, date or cause of her death. Nobody knows right. just when she uh, what end what 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 happened to her in the end or when she died or anything like that. Uh, Solomon was, yeah. uh, here's the quote, was modelled on a well-known nightclub owner with long hair. Oh, Peter Stringfellow. Yes, so he's Peter Solomon, okay. I guess, basically. Yeah. Yes. And Chris Chibnall described him as half businessman, half Somali pirate. Yeah, that's a good, good thing. I mean, I, I'm presuming they mean the look of him on Peter Stringfellow because... Peter Stringfellow never struck me as particularly business savvy. No. Uh, bit of a chancer. Yeah, but. yeah. All right, the engine room scenes, uh, yeah. they were filmed at Southern Down Beach in the Vale of Glamorgan, right? And that had it been... cold. <laughs> it looked bloody freezing. Well, it was February. They filmed it oh. in February, yeah. And uh, it had previously been used as Bad Wolf Bay, in Doomsday and Journey's End, and as the planet Alpha, Alpha Matraxis in the Time of Angels, stroke flesh and stone. Well, they will be coming along one day. Coming, yeah. yeah. Uh, it says the production team had to be mindful of the series' budget when planning the effects. Uh, Chris Chibnall commented that it would be very easy to spend. <laughs> get this. It'd be very easy to spend 300 million on this. 
but we don't have it. And it's like, no, of course you don't, you, the BBC. Yes. Mm. Not off the million, you might be able to spend 300 on it. Yeah. Now, that that problematical sleeping baby T-Rex scene, Yes. the origins of that is the fact that originally they were going to be interrupted by some more raptors, right? But they didn't have enough money to CGI them. But they did have a, a, a physical animatronic, you know, baby T-Rex, T-Rex that they could just bring along to the studio and plop down on the floor. Yes. Oh, so it wasn't even built for this show. It was just that existed. Yeah, they just had it. Yeah, Millennium FX had, yeah, had already built much. it for an exhibition. So it's like, well, we'll weed all that in. That explains how come it makes no sense whatsoever. No sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I think that's a good, probably a good call because when we see the raptors later on, they are, they're not Jurassic Park quality, are they? No, <laughs> no. PlayStation 2 quality. They are, rather. Um, <laughs> Matt Smith had to wear padded trousers when riding the Triceratops, uh, but said it was a painful couple of hours, a laugh though, and definitely worth it. And it was only that upper area of the of the Triceratops that was built. The rest is obviously CGI. Um, and uh, in the original script, Nefertiti knocked out the Doctor and gave her own life to destroy Solomon's ship. But they felt it was too similar to other self-sacrificial moments that had been happening in the show at that time. Um, and then it, Stephen Moffat suggested that the Doctor and Nefertiti could be saved by having the TARDIS materialise around them, um, just as the missile struck. But that that was felt to, to death as well, yeah, and, and not have too much of a dramatic impact. Yeah. Yeah. Also, who was piloting the TARDIS at that point? Yeah, that's a good idea. A good point. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, yeah, this idea that Jimmy would have uh, once saved the life of the Doctor and that's what the Doctor's doing back, you know. And that's it. That's yeah. uh, Solomon done. Uh, okay. Yeah, an enjoyable slice of homecoming again. Yeah, yeah, thank you, because I've never yeah. seen this before. I was aware of the title, but yeah. um, but that that's all I knew. So you can mark it off your list now. Because yep. I, I know you'll have a pie chart or something on the wall <laughs> waiting in the room and ticking these up. Tick a little box. Yeah. And I've got to tick another little box because next week we are moving forward to Peter Capaldi, aren't oh, we? Yeah. And as I say, this era, there are huge chunks of, of it that I've never experienced. And I've never experienced the story oh, right. that's coming up next week. You've gone, gone for a new one. Yep. How did you choose this one? I chose it because there is that thing on the on the Doctor Who website where it shows you all yeah. the aliens of Doctor Who and you've got a thumbnail image of them starting from William Hartnell and you scroll all the way down. So that's what I did. I reached the Capaldi thing and I, I, I've chosen this story just because I was going on visuals alone. I was looking for yeah. something that I thought, that I thought oh, um, yeah, that looks interesting. So I have absolutely no idea what this story is about, who's in it, I don't even know who the bad guy is apart from the oh, name, yeah. all right? Okay. I know what it looks like, and I don't know what it's yeah. called. And this is the clue, right? I hope we don't okay. become mired down in this one. Oh, is it the Maya? It is the Maya, yes. Yeah, the, which is the... Um, like they, look like, um, they look like boilers on legs. They do, they? yeah. I think they look yeah. quite interesting, you know? Yeah. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, wasn't this a three-part or something? Oh God, really? <laughs> well, it, 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 I'm sure. Oh my God, they're so long since. Isn't this the uh, the connected episodes that introduced? I mean, we've gone from Walter Frey, and it's Arya Stark in that one, isn't it? Yeah, it. Um, th- it's uh, the girl who died. The story yes. is called the girl who died. Yeah, it's. Um, I suppose we can do it as a. As a standalone because of the villain, but yeah, this is part of a. I think oh, is it? Arc, yeah. Um, but I think that would be quite a chore to. Is it necessary to watch all three? I don't think so because I think this is the first one because, um, based, based, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, but basically we're we're in a historical time period and and something happens to one of the characters and then the next, I think the next one or two episodes continue that story 
but the story of this villain is contained in this one. Oh, that's so all, that'll be all right then. It's a bit like what you're saying is yeah. a bit like Trial of a Time Lord there, where you've got stories that yes, are interconnected yeah. but separate from each other. Yeah, this will right. be interesting actually because um, I remember it's not being bad this sort of arc, but I think this is. I think you've probably chosen the strongest one. Oh, that's good to I, hear. Either either the story after or the next one is. Um, it's a bit of a comedy one, and it's like, oh, it's terrible. It's no. got another comedian in it. Um, uh, Rufus Hound. Is oh, in it, right, okay. And he's awful, in it? Is he? Bloody awful, yeah. <laughs> uh, bless him. Mm. All right. Okay, so, oh, yeah. One, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's next week, all right? Okay, we shall, uh, we shall admire the Maya. Admire the Maya, yes, indeed. All right, okay. Well, right, we'll see you next time then, Ian. Right. No problem. See you then. Bye. Bye.